Welcome to Lisa's Book Club. We are on chapter three, part two of More Than a Body. And with me is friend of Lisa and friend of the Lisa show. Yes. Like officially and unofficially. Of, of course. Natalie, welcome. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I've really been enjoying our conversation about the first part of of this chapter because it is like a meaty it's chapter. A, it's a very meaty chapter. I'm very grateful we're doing two parts because it I know. feels impossible <laughs> to yeah. talk about so much in such a little amount of time. And I wanted to uh, continue kind of where we left off on last episode. And that is, incidentally, I'm this is on 117 for those following at home. <laughs> but it talked about Dove's marketing videos. Yes. And I remember we, I remember the time. Go yes. back in time with me, if you okay. will. You know, we have these unrealistic body uh, images and here a company is going to solve the problems for us and show lots of different women yeah. that look different, different heights and weights and skin colors and tones and and body shapes and identities. And they're saying all of these women are beautiful. And then uh-huh. they the campaign encouraged them to take selfies, right? Yes. And, and to say how beautiful they are yeah. as a way to sort of take the power back. Uh-huh. But how there's a inherent problem in that. Yeah, I remember... <laughs> what did you think about that? I remember when these videos came out, and I remember kind of seeing it and not thinking a lot, but being like, oh, it's cool. That yeah. They're like trying to like redefine... Be- and I, I'm, we must have been coming to like rehearsal or something, but I remember talking to Whitney and she was like, did you see the Dev campaign? I am so mad. Oh, she like, was made mad her mad right away. She, she was like, I don't like this. And I was like, why? And it was such a good like eye-opening thing. She's like, it's still about that they're beautiful. Yeah. That they're like... It Take a just selfie be that to say that you're beautiful, and it's like, it that's just still our be identity? That they exist. They just are, and that's all. Like, it doesn't have to be like, even this is bravely beautiful. It's like, no, she's a human being. Yeah. You know what I mean? She has value. And I think this is this is where it can feel sometimes gray, because, like, uh-huh. I feel like the intention is so good. Like, whoever came up with that marketing, I'm sure it was a man, but I, that guy, whoever came up with that, that marketing campaign was like, mm-hmm. we just wanted, like, you know, show that beauty can look different on everyone. And yeah, like, yeah, which is a good idea. Totally, like, totally behind that. But when when you're saying, and beauty holds this much weight for a woman, and then her personality and her brain and her career, like, and the things that she's yeah. interested in are all the way down here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? When that when it, you uphold the beauty is so important, yeah. then it gets a little tricky. And especially for women, and I feel like it puts the, it further puts this undue pressure on women, yeah. again, to look beautiful. Mm-hmm. We don't say men have to look so handsome all right. the time. And there are increasing damaging beauty standards of, of for course, men. Of, of course, course there are. But where, where are the campaigns, all men are beautiful? Right. They, they don't exist. There's a part in the chapter where they talk about how like little girls are taught about how they look and then little boys are taught about like what they can achieve. Mm-hmm. So like when you're a little girl, you're, you know, someday when you grow up, you're going to be beautiful. And then the little boy, someday when you grow up, you could be a CEO of something. You know, like it's just from such an early age, the focus is, can be so different yeah. based on gender, which makes me really sad. It does. And this idea of beauty work um, and not what you think it is, but, yeah. <laughs> but working on being able to love and accept yourself and what you know, that your body can do mm-hmm. and how it serves you. And living in that flow it has to go beyond that, that self-objectification or what they call like the selfie-objectification, yes. right? Which of I, like how you present yourself to the world. Yes. This is like a new thing. This was not a thing when it's I a, was 
It's a new younger. thing, and I really liked how they broke down, like, your mental gymnastics of posting a selfie. It's oh, yeah, like, talk about that. It's because it's, like, step one, capture the selfie, and you got to take a bunch of ones, and, you know, all these different things. And then you go through, and you delete the one. You're like, oh, my gosh, that one's terrible, or this mm-hmm. one looks okay. And then even some editing or filtering on that. And then you post it, which is, like, a little dopamine rush. Mm-hmm. And then you sit, and you wait, and you see how many likes it gets. You see how many comments it gets. You see what people are saying. And it can be such like a toxic um, cycle. And I I really liked how they broke it down. And it reminded me, I feel like several years ago, I would do that cycle. And, you know, being kind of online, having a little bit of a presence online where likes and followers and numbers can matter. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's really not my jam. But again, it's also like, it's kind of part of my job and part of marketing the things I'm working on. So I can't fully let go. But I feel like I found a really healthy, like I, I delete Instagram two days a week, like 48 hours in a row. I just don't have it on my phone. And then five days a week, I'm like, it's it's on for work. Does that make sense? Yeah, I've, it I've, does. I've, I've tried That's to, really interesting. I've tried to make like some really healthy boundaries there. Mm-hmm. I learned very early on with Studio C that after we posted a video, I should not read comments. Because the good ones like inflate your ego and the bad ones just destroy your day. And either way, it's not serving very well, if that makes sense. So I just learned pretty early on to try not to read. And then anytime, like if I post anything for my own stuff, I'll post it. I'll kind of, I'll comment, I'll back for a few minutes. And then I, yeah, I take the app off and just like, I just kind of take that dangling carrot away from me. If that makes sense. That like dopamine rush. What does that do for you? Like, does it help? Because you know you're going back. It does. I feel like when you take it kind of out of the moment of like, oh, I should delete it. It didn't get very, it didn't get much of a response. It's yeah. like, well, no, why? Like, if you wanted to put it out into the world, it's out, it's there, yeah. move on with your day. I think it's kind of like what, what you were saying in the first mm-hmm. part of like, I, I really like getting ready. I like the expression of fashion and makeup and hair. So I give myself that time that I love to express myself and then I don't really think about it anymore. Yeah, you know I think I that's mean? healthy. I think that's an interesting way to do it. But um, I I do also remember um, there was a time whenever I had post any stories, I had a filter that I just liked, mm-hmm. and um, I I had a realization. It wasn't even like it wasn't like a big moment. I just thought, you know, I think there's a lot of like young girls that follow me. Mm. And I should probably be pretty clear that my skin doesn't glow like this. And so I think I think starting in 2019, 2020, I just have like a hard and fast rule, no filters on my story. Yeah. <laughs> and you. sometimes it means like I'm posting videos of myself talking and I don't love the bags under my eyes. Or you're like, I don't yeah. love. But it did, it made me think like if my daughters were like, you know, following somebody they admired but didn't know online and saw her skin glowing all the time and they wake up in the morning and look in the mirror and their skin isn't glowing because mm-hmm. of course it's not. Of course, you know what I mean? Because you're a human being and right. nobody's skin is glowing. <laughs> and not a cartoon character. Yes. yes. So like, I, I think I think we're learning more and more how damaging that can really be. Yeah. And I think we'll learn more of it. Like I just, I heard that there's like a plastic surgery trend on a certain TikTok filter for like a nose job. Oh, I've things, heard that Things too. like that yeah. where it's just like, yeah, I think that's how this is going because you see it so often with social media. It's just in your face all the time. Like, it normalizes look at, it. Look at these perfect curated I people, but like you that. don't you don't remember that it's curated. Mm-hmm. And then you see yourself not curated, of no, course. No, because the technology is so good. 
It's so good. We're so smart and it's I know. killing us. I know. I just think it's something I love that they listed out the steps of like this is what this is what mm-hmm. you do when you take a selfie and how you can look at each step and the like ridiculousness of it, but also try to catch yourself in that next time. Right. You know and what I mean? then it I like how they kept the thread going and saying, you know, when you what you're doing is just comparing yourself to yes. other people. Like you think you're just putting your best face forward, but right. you really are doing it in comparison. It's not in a, in a vacuum. And that comparison comes from shame and your own insecurities. Yes. Yeah. How about that for some truth? How about that? You know? Like, I I That made me feel uncomfortable. I can't imagine yeah. as a teenager no. growing up with Instagram where there's numbers and mm-hmm. like, like there's hard data to compare. Yes. <laughs> not yes. even just like, oh, she looks cute and I don't. It's like, oh, she has X amount of, you know, whatever. Right. That's wild. And think about how much like, even as a, you know, 30-year-old something, I'm processing shame and intention all the time. Yeah. But as a teenager, oh. you're trying to take on so much. And there's you don't so have a life shame. experience yeah. that like we have of being like, well, what are you going to do? Right. <laughs> well, <laughs> when things don't go um, your way. Totally. So many times and you survived. Right. You know, when you're a teenager, you don't really, you don't, you don't th- have as much life experience, you right. know. And, and I'm the mother of, of, Lots of teenagers, and um, I, in my church, lead a group of young women. So I think about this all the time. And it was funny because I was thinking it as we were reading it, and then I loved this part about be more you. Yes. And they said, in fact, I I highlighted it and put a star by it. So I know it's important. It was, how do you redefine your identity beyond your appearance? Who are you? (sighs) How did you get to where you are today? What do you want for your future? These are all what very are, hard questions. No, I know. Feel but like these are the things that I want to say to my my young women that right. I that I work with in my church. What I want to say to my my daughters and my sons. You know, yeah. what are your strengths, right. skills, values, goals, purposes, passions, missions, motivating forces? And I just thought it's so interesting because they say sometimes we just hold back a little bit. We hold back. Well, and because of our appearance and yeah. don't don't do that and lean in. And it reminded me of the flow conversation that we had. Like when you're in it and you're just creating and and doing, you don't worry about that as much. No. So that's how you combat it. Right. But you have to go like right back to who are you? Well, and then I just as you're reading all those questions, I just had the thought in my head, like, oh, imagine if like Natalie in her teens and twenties spent as much energy thinking about those questions as my appearance. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like how much more I would know the answers to those questions. You know what I mean? Not that I don't necessarily now. And I think there's probably those questions can be asked throughout your whole life. But like, oh, imagine how more secure you could feel (laughs) in just life. Isn't that crazy? You spent more energy on that than like, well, what should I wear? And And it's so counter. And what they're saying in in this chapter is so counter to what we're being told, which is like, well, you can exercise more or eat less. Or you know what? You buy this this product and and look at this calendar and do this and da-da-da-da-da and do more, 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 more and buy this and then do this skincare regimen and this anti-aging and this body da-da-da-da. And then these pants will make you look da And it's this hyper-focused, frantic consumerism when the antidote for self-objectifying is self-reflection. Self-reflect. I know it's it's like it's quiet <laughs> it's and like, calm. You're totally right. It's quiet right. and calm and I think that and we're so I not used to that yes. in our society and it's not praised enough of just 
What do you What do you want? Well, and like Sit they say too, like it. if the you know the the seer, the outside person looking at me is what I'm concerned about, mm-hmm. then the solution is outside too. Right. Oh, that's but a good point. It's never going to be. So, like you said, like the solution to self objectification is self reflection. Is saying like, huh, I wonder why. Like, I can't tell you how many times I've seen a picture and my eyes go right to my hips of, oh, like, how wide I'm looking. Yep. Oh, I'm such a pear. I should have, uh, why did I eat that? Why did, you know, you go, go you to a shame. Yeah, you go to a shame. And then um, they also talk about in this chapter how there's kind of two ways often it happens. It's like shame or fix. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like I've definitely had my moments of shame, but man, am I a fixer? Like, like mm-hmm. I was even saying before, I'd be like, okay, well, I'll just— I'll go on a cleanse for like the month before shooting starts and I'll lose that 10 pounds and then I'm going to nail it. It's like, guess what? I could have nailed it if I didn't lose the 10 pounds. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. that 10 pounds isn't going to make that big of a difference. Yeah. But in my mind, but it's in like- your mind, it will make I'm not, all the difference. I'm not worthy to do this until I'm a certain size or I'm a certain, especially having kids on that oh, show. yeah. Of like, oh, okay, well, I got to- I'm a different size than I was last season and I'm sorry. And you're like all this like, oh, shame about your body and crazy. It's Which, crazy. It's <laughs> such a gift. And and you know that and you right. believe that, but it's not like what is validated. Right. Totally. No, you're totally right. Sorry, I'm and, emotional. And well, no, don't apologize for getting emotional. This is what's so interesting to me about this book is it got me to think about m- lots of different phases of my life. Yeah, and just someone I've done this well, and someone I have really totally, failed. totally. Well, and and just like you just don't even realize what's happening until you kind yeah. of self reflect and you kind of touch base of like, man. Why are you paying more attention to how you look in that picture than the fact that you're with your family on a vacation and right. you're having so much fun? Right. Right? Like, why do you care so much about how you look? You know, try to be more present. All that kind of stuff that we know from a mental health perspective is so much better for you. So much better. It's so much healthier. Yeah. And you're going to live a better life that way. And having that sort of confidence. I was reading this and I was thinking, uh, oh, I thought— I was better at this than I really was. Yes. I thought I, that too. I was like, because I was like, I don't care. It's like, you I, know, yeah, I'm I, a carefree person. Yeah. yeah I've I, had I these agree. kids and I've been through, and I, I've been through a lot in my life and I know better. And I was reading through like the list, like, Ugh. where do I draw the line? What's the best version of myself? You know, the beauty routines and all that stuff. And then I was just like, hmm. <laughs> I feel called out. I felt like, <laughs> uncomfortable and yeah. a little defensive. Sure. For sure. But yeah. then I took a little bit of a moment of reflection too, and I thought, what could I gain if I changed? And some of the habits that I have or the false beliefs, the insecurities, like I want to hold on to because I'm afraid if I let them go that m- more will follow, like I'll lose yeah. something. And yeah. I thought that was weird. A weird feeling it's, for me, an uncomfortable. It, it is an uncomfortable feeling because, I mean, there's so much, I feel like women's bodies are so tied to control. A hundred percent. And if you struggle with perfectionism. Yeah. Like I have in, uh, yes. I, I thought I was doing so great. Yeah. How about that? Well, and I, well, I just want to say you are doing great. Like sometimes your best is, you know, that is be true. 30%, that is not 100%. true. But it just made me aware but, of things that I thought, okay, it's time to check in again. Right. And and then I got mad about why is this so pervasive? Yeah. Right? Right. <laughs> like why Yeah. Yeah, I I do feel really called out, but at the same time, 
I don't know. Like, I think it's so good. I've never really had, this is the type A heart in me. I liked when they talked about self-reflection. Yeah. How they were like, here's some questions to, yes. I was like, thank you. I just want like yeah. actual tangible tools. Yeah. Like, Instead of just like, goals and just touch just base, yeah. touch base mentally and make sure you're doing yeah. okay. Are it's you like, okay? Well, that doesn't help me. And I, I really <laughs> liked this apart on 143. We can change and grow and react differently because we respect and care for ourselves, not because we hate who we are and we're trying to punish ourselves. Right. And I thought, yeah, it, it needs to come from a place of caring. And then you can, you know, not be so, you know, hard on yourself right. if you've, you have bad habits well, or, you know, you feel like your appearance is holding too much weight. Right. And one thing I love about this book in general, but especially in this chapter, is they don't, I feel like so much, uh, body image stuff I've heard before reading this book uh-huh. has been like, you know, what they describe as the self-objectification ocean. Mm-hmm. I feel like most people are like, just ignore the ocean. Right, right. <laughs> and this book is like, hey, you're drowning in the ocean. We're yeah. all going to be in the ocean. Let's talk about how to survive the ocean. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Oh, that's in- a instead of Instead mm-hmm. of like, we just shouldn't care. Yeah, just to say, like simplify it. it. You know what I mean? I really like this quote. It says, and it, it this kind of acknowledges how like we it's okay to feel pain and have setbacks and have kind of waves of disruption of our body image. Speak kindly to yourself. Acknowledge the reality of the pain you feel and the unfairness of, of objectification and validate your past and present responses to that pain. This is like, you know, so you can say to yourself, this is hard. I don't like feeling this way. Yeah. Why why am I experiencing this? And kind of talk through yourself. And I I love that tool of like, don't push it away. I love that This too. feeling of uncomfortableness or pain or like mm-hmm. like kind of sadness on your past self. Like don't don't push it under the rug. Use it. Yeah. Because this is how you get over it. And I I love I love how they give us that tool. And again, then they give us like so many great examples too about yes. how people will take their own approach to it based on what they struggle with or they don't anymore. Right. Right. Like Lizzo who oh. said, I know, I thought you this You know was, Lizzo's in this book. Of course she is. <laughs> she said, I, I don't Lizzo. think that loving yourself is a choice. I think that it's a decision that has to be made for survival. Yeah. It was for my case. Yeah. And loving myself was the result of answering two things. Do you want to live? Um, and that and and then uh she goes on to talk a little bit about self-care and how it has to be rooted in awe yeah. and honesty is the second thing. And I just thought, um, you know, she goes on to talk about how she was able to do that. And some people need therapy and some mm-hmm. people need um, to go off social media. Like everybody needs something a little bit different. And then yeah. that sort of self-reflection connected to self-compassion, yes. I think made me feel like, oh yeah, this is just this is just part of life. Yes. It does make us more resilient. Yeah. It does make us, I, I was talking to one of my friends and she talked, she had really struggled with um, self-image for a really long time. And so I was asking her about it. And then she, I said, well, what's the difference now? Because you probably still yeah, trip have moments. up because you're yeah. human like right. the rest of us and you live in this world like the rest of us. And she says, oh, I just bounce back much faster now. Mm. I, I still have those days where I'm like, ugh, this is a struggle, a body image day. I'm yeah. having a hard time, but I just don't waste an, a lot of time on it. I'm able to get out of it yeah. quicker. And I thought that is, that's a realistic goal. I think that's a really realistic goal. And how encouraging that it's getting quicker and quicker. Yeah. That someday it could be moments. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think I think that is the goal. I really love how she said, well, do you want to live or like live a half-life being ashamed yeah. of yourself? Like when you put it that simply, 
It's like, of course, I'm here to live a life. I want to live a good and life. And then when you just know her in context and all the joy she brings people to, you're like, I know. How I could know. you ever question that? How could you ever? And I'm sure that other people say that about all of us. Yes, right? like, I'm sure you're right. I'm sure you're right. But I, I, just, I love how simple that can be. I like, do well, too. Do you just want to live your life? Like, think of all of life you'd miss out on if yeah. you're, you know, kind of always preoccupied with how you're looking. And I mean, what a powerful chapter, this chapter three. And I want to end with how the chapter ends because I do feel like it's so hopeful. I know that uh-huh. we both were like, whoo, ha, hmm. It's like so, reading it's it so like, much, but it's this so is a good. lot it's for so me to good. think about it. But I love how um, they talk about like, how how to live your life? Like mm-hmm. get involved in community, right? I really and like activism it talks about, and like, spirituality too. Yes, and like knowing your divine worth mm-hmm. and connecting to a divine. I love it. And uh, your life is bigger than what you look like. And finding mm-hmm. purpose is key to stepping outside the constraints of self. I also underlined that. <laughs> Did you? I, yeah, start it. <laughs> I love it. We both did. That's so great. No, your I, life is bigger, and I that will snap me out of it. Yeah, to think. Oh yeah, no, I I want to do good things and important I, I, things. I feel like just focusing more on like a bigger life and just more a grateful life yeah. too. Like I have two legs that can walk. Do you know how lucky I am? Oh my gosh, so lucky. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no. why should I waste time worrying about how tight my pants fit today? Mm-hmm. You know Get what I mean? Pants. It's yeah, pants problem. Just, that is the pants problem. I mean, it is. I agree. We can I buy can, new pants. I totally agree. <laughs> I love it. It's more. We're more than a body. <laughs> Chapter three. Thank you so much for talking to me. Thanks for having me. Join us next week as we dive into chapter four of More Than a Body and continue our discussion on body image. Mm-hmm.